Welcome to Girl, Water Your Grass. We talk about all the things to better yourself, your family, your career, your dreams, your goals, and your life, and how God's dreams over us are so much bigger than our own. We are just two girlfriends who grew up in the bluegrass state of Kentucky with five brothers each and have reunited to take our dreams to the next level. Now we're inviting you to get out of your own way, girlfriend, and come on this ride because on this journey of a lifetime, we never arrive. Welcome back to Girl Water Your Grass. We are super stoked about um, what we're going to be talking about today and in the future. We have been studying and reading and learning so much, and I have been blown away by what all we've learned. We've really gotten into this over the past six six months to a year, but Maria, tell them what we're going to be talking about today. Welcome, everybody. We're loving being back, aren't we? (laughs) So fun. It's so great to be back. I've missed it. I know. Same here. We really miss getting to share with you guys and just hear your feedback as well. So we wanted to talk about something that we've actually been talking a lot about, and that is this idea of empowering women and asking the question, are we really, are we actually empowering women? Is it's empowerment in particularly for women has become such a big buzzword and such a trend. And we have had a lot of conversation on this, both from, as a result of studying this idea, as a result of conversations, coaching women, we've seen just some interesting things come up with that. And so we just want to dive into that a little bit. So let's start. Mm -hmm. Yeah, let's dive right in. And, and, you know, we've, we've really studied a lot on both sides. Um, studied a lot of John Gray stuff on beyond Mars and Venus. I'm sure you remember that years ago and, and he has some great stuff. And again, we, we don't agree with everything and you all may not agree with us on everything and that's okay. We're just yeah. here to put yeah. some thoughts out there for you to think about yeah. and just really empower women in a way that is healthy. Because what we do see is that suicide, anxiety, depression, those rates are at an all time high. And so that we, we do have to ask the question is what we're doing working. So we first wanted to talk about just the gift of femininity. Mm-hmm. And I think that oftentimes we don't realize what that gift is yeah. and we want to reject it. And, and we want to become more like men thinking that that will make us happy. And then we will have arrived. And, you know, when I can become the CEO or when I can bench press 300 pounds, not to say we can't do any of those things, Totally. But um, just just embracing the gift of femininity and asking like, what is empowerment? Where is our purpose here? So, yeah, Maria, you had spent so much time studying theology of the body, and you know so much about the feminine genius. Mm-hmm. I'd love to hear some of your thoughts on that. Yeah, I think one of the things that's that's really beautiful with with the differences, honestly, between men and women. Can we do what men can do? The majority of the time, the answer is yes. And, and so this is, we don't want to talk about this in, in a way that we're, um, saying, you know, okay, you need to be limited, you know, because you're a woman, so you, you can't do this or can't do that. And it's not about whether you can or can't it's, it's, 
is that going to be the best for you? Is that the best for those around you? Is that, is that, you know, bringing joy into your life? Is that what you were made for? And, and asking some of the, some of those questions, because some people, you know, I know some, some women who are absolutely killing it, um, in the business world and very much one of those, um, you know, in this space of kind of go girl all the way to the top. And again, this is, this is not a criticism in any way, shape or form, but many of them have actually been very unhappy. And so when we look at something called the feminine genius, which was, um, a term coined by JP two, and it's, it's, it's really this idea that women have specific gifts that we bring to the table and we bring them to the table in a way that are, that is different from men. You know, some of those being receptivity, um, sensitivity, intuition, um, you know, generosity. And again, like all these things, it's not that men don't have aspects of those because they totally do, but the way that women bring it to the table is, is very unique. And there's a, Mm -hmm. there's a big beauty in that. And so it gets very twisted. I, I think when we start to act, when women start to feel like we have to prove something to men when we feel like, you know, this whole idea of, of equality, meaning that we have to be the same. Yes. And to me, that, that is, that is the part that's actually so dangerous is that equality doesn't mean the same, like just because something equal doesn't mean it has to be the same. Right. So for example, men's bodies look different from women's bodies. Like they are created different. Right. And in that process, one's not better and one's not worse. They both are equal of dignity and worth. And, you know, there is, that's the part where when we act like, well, this one's better than the other, um, unless it's the same, then it can be equal. We're missing out on something so incredible and so beautiful. And, and, and it really is just a tragedy in, in my humble opinion. It really is. And, you know, I, I think that there is so much power in our differences and there's power in the complementarity of men and women. Yeah. And often we don't see that. Um, we bring things to the table that he cannot bring and vice versa. He brings things that we cannot bring. And I think we're in this world oftentimes where, we, it's a fine line, right? We can do so much and, and we, we can do anything. Do we want to do anything and at what cost, right? So I think mm-hmm. that it's so interesting to, to ask yourself the question, um, do, what do I want? Yeah. What do I really want at the end of this life? What do I really want? And look backwards. I love to project your life out and, and kind of create that roadmap from the back. Yes. Do you want to be, and maybe it's your desire to be, a, you know, the CEO of a company. There's nothing wrong with that. Totally. Um, but is that going to fulfill you? We, uh, we both love to work. We yeah. not both love to work. So we're all for that. Yeah. But it's just interesting because it's such an, such a buzzword. And I think that we think if we're empowered women, then we hate men or that we're better than men or yeah. that we don't need men. Yeah. And we just want to offer the, offer the thought and the challenge that we really like men and we really need men. Yes. And that we can do more together and that we are better together. Mm-hmm. Um, we are complementary to each other. Yeah. And it's not an either or, but it's a both ands. It's one of, one of my favorite things to yes. talk about is you know, this yeah. isn't an either or.
or, but it's a both and. Yeah. And I think a lot of times when it comes to men and women, there is a temptation to think it's got to be an either or, you know, or that, and you've said this, you know, many times where, you know, women feel that, well, they either have to be, you know, a stay home mom or have a thriving business, or they have to do this or that. And, and everything's at the expense of something. And yes, there's, there is, you know, there's things that we give up in order to do one thing or another. There's always sacrifices in everything in every good part of life, you know? Um, But I think it's so important when we, you know, we, we want to offer that, that thought that is our idea of empowerment of what we're seeing in the culture is that actually empowering women in a way that is elevating them and society, you know, that also elevates men because if women win and men lose, nobody wins. If men win and women lose, nobody wins. Right. And it's this idea. You guys have heard us talk a lot about the idea too, that a rising tide raises all ships, you know, as if, if I'm rising and, you know, then there's a capacity for you to rise as well. And are we aware of that and how to bring that into play? Absolutely. And, you know, going back to that, you know, either, or, and both, and I've, I've been caught in that myself so much as I can either be a great mom and be home with my kids or I can work. And it's, that's a damaging narrative because when you have this desire and passion and heart to to do something that you feel called to do, um, but it's keeping it in balance and it's constantly keeping it in check. And it's having, it's having people that will have hard, are willing to have those hard conversations with us and to hold us accountable because I have many friends that stay home and I have many friends that work. Um, I have many friends that are very successful in their work. And a lot of them look at those that stay home and just wish that they could stay home. And a lot of the stay at home moms wish that they could, they just wish that they could matter quote matter because motherhood is a thankless job, right? I mean, you're, you're cleaning up after kids and it's, you don't get those at a girl accolades that you get at work. Like you're doing a great job. Your, your kids aren't telling you, you know, mom, thank you so much for making my peanut butter sandwich and cleaning the house and all. So, <laughs> you know, externally it doesn't feel as good, but it's, it's the gift of self and it's the gift that we give to our children. And so that comes into what our podcast is all about, that the grass is not always greener on the other yeah. side, but to water your grass and be grateful for where you are and what you're doing. And I think sometimes as this empowered women narrative has come up, we have belittled um, women that do choose to stay at home. And maybe making their choice and their vocation not as important, right? Like, what are you doing? And so it's not for us to decide what's right for any any person, but just to empower you to know that you are in charge of your own life and for you to dive into God's plan for you and your life. And that's going to look different for every one of us. Mm-hmm. And where can you find that peace? And that joy in your heart to where you're not anxious and you're not depressed and you're not always wondering what's next, but that you have this peace that the world cannot give. And that's to me, how, you know, that you are where God wants you to know. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that ties in also with, you know, when you are working towards something that is again, whether it's outside of the home or in the home or both and in that situation is looking at our, at what are the stories that we're telling ourselves? Am I telling myself a story that, you know, if I get to this level, um, in work or in my company that then I matter, then I'm important. 
you know, or are we telling ourselves, well, if I stay home, you know, don't do anything outside, then I, then I'm better than the other moms in what is really looking and kind of purifying that story and coming at it from a really clean place. And by clean place, I mean, you know, not this is the stories we tell ourselves can make or break our lives. You know, they can make or break so many things It impacts the way that we show up and impacts the way that we, honestly, the way that we, that we live, you know, um, it really impacts a lot of our relationships. And so being aware of whichever you're going to choose, whether it's, it's that both and of stay home and, you know, and run a business or run a business, stay home or do a side hustle or any of those things. Cause we're not here to tell you what, you know, what that call is for you. That's, that's something only you get to decide with the Lord. But we're just offering the thought, you know, that could it be that there's an identity aspect that we're, we're tying in to in being empowered, quote unquote, you know, that I'm only worth it if I hit this level. Yeah, or this goal. And, you know, I, I would challenge us to say, as we've seen women in the workforce, and that's, you know, most homes now are a two income family. Most yeah. women do work and I fully support whatever you want to do, whatever you think is, is your divine call. But I would challenge us to say, to go back to that triangle of priorities where God is at the top, then your marriage, then your children and career has to be below that. And I would challenge us to say, you know, have we put our careers ahead of our marriages and our children, let alone faith, yeah. because stats do not show that we are happier living no. in where we are now, you know, where here we are, we're so progressive, we're so empowered, but we have the highest rates of suicide, anxiety, and depression. And so we just want to have you answer that question for yourself. Mm-hmm. Are you putting your career ahead of your, your faith? Are you giving God any time? Are you putting your career ahead of your marriage? Um, we know relationships take time and, and ahead of your children are, mm-hmm. are you just kind of throwing them to the curb and, um, really investing that time and effort into your children. Yeah. We're just asking the question and inviting you to think about those priorities because our priority really is where we spend our time. Yeah. And one more thing on that actually that comes to mind too is in, I think that sometimes we can work so hard all the time that we forget why we're working, right? Like, like mm-hmm. what is the why underneath what that? Is what is it? Because sometimes we can have this, this narrative that, well, I'm doing this for my family, but then we never see our family and it's never enough. Right. Or sometimes it can be like, well, I'm working really hard so I can take care of my parents. I'm working really hard. So for a future, this or that, but then we don't ever get to that point because we're, we're working so hard that we actually miss the whole reason behind it. And so I think really asking ourselves that question, kind of the why behind it and making sure that that why is a priority in the way that we're structuring our life, you know, that, that, okay, I I can be empowered as a woman and, and, you know, stepping into my purpose. And I can also make sure that those things that need to be a priority in my life, you know, my family, you know, obviously God first, so faith and family and friends and um, really rest and leisure and all those things that, that am I neglecting those other areas of my life at the expense of this, you know, high goal of being that empowered woman that everybody knows that's out there getting after it. 
is it at the expense of myself? You know, is it at the expense of, of those that I care about the most? And I, and we just, we have found in our own lives that these are such important questions to ask. And sometimes like I had to do a really hard tally on this. Um, I think it was last year, I guess, where I really had to sit down and look at the things and say, okay, what do I absolutely want to say yes to? And what do I need to say no to? Because in doing all of those things, I'm missing out on the whole reason why I'm doing that, to be able to spend time with those that I care about, to be able to have time with the Lord, all those things. And it's, you know, I think a, a good thing you can do here for a practical, what you can do this week um, that I really love is like, what is this all for? And if, if you're single, write this down. And if you are married, write it down separately and have your spouse do the same. Like, what are we doing this for? And then come together and see, you know, even in the past few months, we've had a lot of challenges in my husband working crazy hours. And, and we've asked that question, what is this all for? You know, and um, it's, it's really interesting to come together and just allows you to have those conversations to reprioritize. And, and there are times where you're going to have to step it up. And there are times when you need to scale back and there's times when you need to retreat and there's times when you're going to have to sprint at work and you're going to be there. Yes. So just recognizing that the life really is a journey. Um, but just from a practical step, like really digging into that, what is this all for? Mm-hmm. And, you know, when, when you're dead and gone here, what is your legacy? Yeah. I mean, your grandkids, your great grandkids definitely won't know your name. And so the people that you know and love, are you empowering women to be like you? Are you empowering them to find their own call and to point them towards the creator? Mm-hmm. Um, I think so much of this influencer culture and this, you know, you do you, it becomes so much self-focused mm-hmm. on me, me, me. And I just think we really have to be aware and watch where that goes and what the purpose is and why are we really doing this? Um, because it's so easy to get off course. It's so and- easy. It is so easy to get off course. You know, that's something that I think is, is really important as, you know, as we're all on this journey and something at least that I found very important in my life is, is also just really praying for self-awareness for other awareness and for God awareness, you know, just, am I really making him that priority and everything that I think and do and say, because I mean, you guys have heard, you know, several of our podcasts where we've interviewed people who have lost loved ones, you know, where we've talked about death. We've talked about that idea that what is this all for? Because, you know, if you would die tomorrow, what actually mattered, like what actually mattered? And I think asking that question is really powerful because then you start to live a little bit differently in your business. You start to, you know, love your family a little bit more, those in your life more, you're more aware of, of, of people, you know, versus just accomplishment or achievement. And I mean, yes, everybody wants to have someone say, Hey, add a girl, you know, add a boy. Yeah, good job. It feels good. yeah, totally. Like that's, that's totally normal. But the question is, are you addicted to yeah. being told how great you are right. and being, and do you need it? Do you need that affirmation from right? Where's your identity? Mm-hmm. It really is. And so another point we wanted to offer here, just to kind of shift the narrative is that, you know, men elevate and they rise when there are good women around. And, you know, we've heard men say, I need to up my game for her. And the recognition that we, as women, we have the capacity 
to bring out the best in men, we also have the capacity to bring out the worst in men, <laughs> yes. right? And there's that uh, that Funshin quote that is so good. He said, to a great extent, the level of any civilization is the level of its womanhood. When a man loves a woman, he has to become worthy of her. The higher her virtue, the more her character, the more devoted she is to truth, justice, goodness, the more a man has to aspire to, to be worthy of her. I'm like, mm, read so it again. Good. <laughs> it is so good. So good. And it's, it's, yes. almost, it's our responsibility to grow in virtue in yeah. order to rise that tide. Yes. I think as women, we sometimes, I've studied a lot on this over the last year, year and a half on just the complementarity of men and women, the, the impact that women have on men and the way that we do and how we impact one another. And I'm, I'm blown away at the way that we can impact one another for the good, the way that we can literally, even in our interactions can shift our estrogen and testosterone levels, which impacts each other's stress levels. You know, it impacts the way that we feel about life, about ourselves. And it's just, I mean, the way God made men and women is absolutely brilliant. And I think if we recognized in all humility that, that there is that responsibility that MK was just talking about to, to take that seriously, to realize that as women, as we elevate and become the women God's created us to be, you know, growing in virtue and really getting our priorities straight in, in knowing the why behind the, what we're doing, um, that that can really beautifully, positively impact men and just a fun little biology. Um, it, it, so for men, <laughs> this is so fascinating. I'm Ken, I were so just fascinating. Like, <laughs> so for men, when their testosterone level goes down, their stress goes up. When their testosterone goes up, their stress level goes down. For women, it's the opposite. For women, when they're because te- women have testosterone also in their bodies, just like men have some estrogen. So for um, for women, when their testosterone levels go up, we actually get it increases our stress. And when our estrogen goes up and testosterone goes down, then our stress goes down. And so it's it, it's amazing how just different interactions can impact that. So as women, we can unknowingly be bringing down men's testosterone levels. Testosterone. Yeah. Which can increase stress. Um, and, and that happens a lot of times through different ways of emasculating. And then and we're, we are going to get into that in another episode. Super fascinating. It'll blow your mind. Super fascinating. I'm like, I don't emasculate men. Then as we start studying it, I'm like, I totally emasculate men. Oh yeah. Totally had no idea. And, had no idea, but you, again, yeah. awareness, awareness really frees us, right? Yeah, so. Totally. Um, and so we, for, for you ladies out there, we just wanted, we did want to offer a couple suggestions very, very practically for elevating your estrogen, which will actually decrease your stress right. because, because one of the things for those of you women who are out there, who are very goal-driven, and we know a lot of you who listen are, we know that a lot of we you are them. Exactly. <laughs> Totally. You know, we're out there and we're getting after it and we're doing all the things in doing that. Our testosterone goes up now that's okay. As long as we have some sort of ritual, some sort of game plan to bring that back down. It's right. Vitally and important for our stress. level. So important. And the way for men to bring their correct hormones, their testosterone up 
is totally different than yes. how we are going to balance our hormones. And yes, I think such embracing our differences instead of fighting against them will so would make so much difference in the world, right? Like for men to increase their testosterone, oftentimes it's through their work. For women to increase estrogen is often through relationship. Yes, through that. Right? And we're just we're just so different. And it's just so amazing to see how God made us complementarian. Yeah. And you know, we have some practical tips of how to how to increase estrogen. You did have a, a good story. Oh yeah. Actually. <laughs> so it, so it's really funny. So, um, so I've been dating someone and he's amazing. And he, um, we started noticing. He is you know, amazing. Amazing. <laughs> and it was so funny because when he would, um, would he be in town and he'd come over for dinner and I'd be making dinner and I'd been working all day. So I was in like, go get her mode, get it done, focused, all the things. And he'd come in and, and, you know, and start helping with, with dinner, or whatever. but there'd be a, feel a little bit of tension. And I'd be like, okay, I'm, you know, I've been going, going all day. I'm going to go take a quick shower. Um, and I'll be right back. And so I would go and I would take my shower and I'd come back. And what was so funny was instantly that tension was gone when I would come back and, and he would, he has said to me numerous times, he's like, you become a different woman every time when I've gotten here. And then you like go take a shower, do whatever, and then come back. And, and I could feel the difference in me. It's almost like I could feel stress, like leaving my body and, and lowering. And, and so biologically what was happening was my testosterone was that had been amped up because of being in work mode had gone down and my estrogen level was coming back up to decrease that stress. And so it's amazing how in our relationships, you know, another part that actually helps for women to to elevate that estrogen and that testosterone is also just sharing your feelings with a man. So, you know, as we're making a dinner, you know, sharing like, yeah, like this happened today. And I was kind of felt frustrated with this. And, but I was super excited about this, those things. And, and in do that, that actually elevates his testosterone when he listens and it, and it lowers, um, lowers your testosterone women or for you ladies. And so it's just, it, it's really amazing for men when there's problem solving, it ups their testosterone. Um, when they're working out, it ups their testosterone. They're playing, when they're playing sports. Yeah. When they get adequate sleep. Um, and so it's just, it's amazing. All those different things for women. Another thing that can help with that, um, with, you know, with elevating your estrogen is not just the talking about feelings, but it, it could also be taking a walk. It can be, you know, connecting in those relationships. It can be, um, kind of having like a, like a carefree timelessness where you're not bound by time, because typically for women, that time space of like, Oh, I got to have this done by this time ups that testosterone. And so yeah. go ahead. it does, it does. And, and just realizing that we are not men. And I've noticed in myself, sometimes I'll be talking to Will and I'm like, he loves to listen and I love to talk. So it's a great, it's a great match yeah. made in heaven, but sometimes I want him to, I'm like, tell me more, tell me more. And he just wants to listen and check out because he's different than me. Right. And his, and, and trying to make him talk more doesn't up his testosterone. Right. <laughs> and so it's just recognizing and realizing that we are different and we are complementarian, and, and it's beautiful. Yeah. And sometimes, and that's not to say that there's not men who share more, talk more, and it's not to say that there's women who oh, talk absolutely. less. Right. And, and so we're not putting everyone in a box, in a the box. Sense of, right. Of like, men are always only like this and women are always only like this. We know biologically 
that certain thing has happened for men when certain things are done and certain things, you know, for women biologically when other things are done. And that's really what we want to call to mind with that. Right. And not making each other be something like forcing someone else to be someone that they're not naturally. Right. So totally. That's totally. just like letting them be who yeah. they are. And, and when, when you are stressed, knowing I need to do something to up my estrogen. Yeah. And when he, when he is stressed saying, Hey, maybe you need to go for a job. Yeah. Maybe you need to go for a workout. You know, yeah. one um, of my, one of my clients, we were actually talking about this because um, we were, she was just sharing some things um, with her and her spouse. And, and when we were, you know, when I, I was asking questions, she started to realize, wait a second, what's going on here is is those stress levels of testosterone and estrogen. And so we started talking through a couple of different, just super practical suggestions of these and giving both of them that awareness. And so they, they both talked about it. Well, when she came back to her next session, she's like, this has literally been a game changer for my marriage. And the reason being is the more that we can understand the way that each other works, both biologically, as well as, you know, just getting to know your person, it's amazing how much you can actually really help one another, um, to become the best version of, of themselves. You know, it, it can be a really yes. beautiful complementarity thing. It really, it really is. It's so fun to study this and we're just the tip of the iceberg here because we yes. just, we've learned so much in the past year or so. Um, just and we're still learning. <laughs> we're still, Oh, we're always learning. It's so great, mm-hmm. but we do want to do an episode on how we emasculate men just so we can get better, not to condemn yeah. any of us, but we always want to be growing and up-leveling and trying to bring you all new and different information that has really blown us oh, away. Yes. And we think mm-hmm. will also help you in turn, but, you know, just recognizing today that women have, has a genius of her own and the feminine genius is a beautiful thing. And that I love that you said what you said, that sameness is not equal and realizing that there's, so much beauty in our differences yeah. and getting out of comparison because we should all be treated equal in dignity and worth and in beauty. I don't know. Women are more beautiful than men. I think <laughs> <But> <laughs> there's a different kind of beauty. That's right. That's right. But our diversity becomes so enriching and yes. just embracing that mm-hmm. and that we do need each other to become the best version of ourselves. And, and that's in different ways. That doesn't mean everyone's called to marriage, um, but, but we can do more together. Yeah. We unite forces and we're so, just saying men we need you and ladies men need and we love you yes that you guys are loved um because there are so many narratives going on right now with around surrounding toxic masculinity and all these things yes whole other podcast um but we just want you to know that you are loved and you are needed and we're so grateful for your masculinity and especially when you just step deeply into that and and ladies we just want to also you know offer the thought to really step deeply into your femininity. And that's going to look different in different ways. We're not saying that it only has to look like this, but to just start to ask yourself some of those questions that we brought up in this so that you can really become the best version of yourself, be watering your grass and really living in a space of so much joy and peace and less stress and anxiety. Um, and to be really living a beautiful, fulfilling life. And to truly become the empowered woman that you want to be, because there's power in peace. So we're just going to leave that right there. <laughs> right. And we will see you next week on Girl Body Your Grand.